Good morning, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is Widi Italia News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, July 21, 2022. Dear friends, this is probably the hardest video I've ever done, the hardest podcast I've ever done, even harder than the ones I did during the lockdown. And it is a little different. In Italy, unfortunately, we still have the pandemic, the awful effects of the war in Ukraine, very high inflation, desperate migrants who come here from Africa in search for a future, the economic crisis, gas shortages and the need to cut its use, a scorching heat with temperatures we haven't had this high in 20 years, several fires all over Italy and it will take 15 years to rebuild the destroyed forests, a devastating drought and also airline strikes that put many Italians' vacation at risk. As of today, however, in this dramatic situation, what we no longer have is a government. Because as I anticipated last week, the most highly regarded Italian Prime Minister of recent decades has been forced to resign and will remain in office only for current and simple business. All of Italy and the whole free world begged him to stay. But a part of Italian politics decided to commit suicide and take the whole country with them. They didn't even have the courage to vote against him, either they abstained or left the parliament not voting at all. But a man of Mario Draghi's rigor and moral stature knows what a lack of trust this means and has always said that this government would end when it was impossible to act to do the things it was called upon to do. The day is today. And it is a catastrophe for Italy. An unfortunately important part of this country does not deserve a man like Mario Draghi. He has never accepted his competence and seriousness. He does not have a social profile. He does not give gossip interviews nor he tweets. Draghi is a man who in today's Italy can be appointed in case of emergency, but not elected. To get votes in today's Italy, you have to be a populist and other things I'd better not say here. Yesterday, Italy witnessed a reality show in which everyone attacked everyone, like in those awful families at the opening of the father of the family's will, where everything and anything is held against each other. The three Italian leaders most hostile to the government's line on the war in Ukraine, (coughs) aka staying with NATO and the West, defending Ukraine, two of those leaders are likely to win the next election and return to government, they are the ones who caused the end of the Draghi government yesterday. And from Moscow, there is already rejoicing. Russia is the only major country where there is no concern and sorrow, but rather happiness about Draghi's resignation. And make no mistake, this did not happen by chance. This was a precise will from those three parties between freedom and a dictatorship, between the West and Russia, they deliberately chose the second one. Draghi's was a technical government, not a political one. If technical governments and the various institutional formulas tried out in emergency phases stand to the democracy system as extracorporeal circulation in open heart surgeries stands to the cardiovascular system, it is evident that they should offer time and a way to fix the infected heart of politics, that is the institutions and parties, to make them work again, but they cannot too long surrogate their function 
nor think of replacing them. Again, to stay with the mother metaphor, these politically risky operations imply the informed consent of patients and their collaboration, not only in order to be considered legitimate, but more importantly, in order to be effective. Consent and collaboration that can fail at any time. Italian politics is democratically free to commit suicide and quickly return to the theater of illusions and deception. And yesterday, it showed for the umpteenth time that it wants to do so without concern for the damage it causes and will cause to the country and to the Italians. For so many years now, Italy has been experiencing a paradoxical alternation, not between different parties, as is, is the case in America, between Democrats and Republicans, not even between different and opposing coalitions of parties, but uh, uh, an alternation between the politics of desires and the extra politics of needs, between the democracy of children and the technocracy of adults between the too many populist yeses that help win, win elections and the too many rational no's that are supposed to help grow an electorate alienated between dreams of an omnipotence and a sense of frustration. For years now, technical or institutional governments have come into play when the parties have literally run away from the field of responsibilities of emergency and the default of the democratic system had manifested itself ruinously. The disease of Italian democracy, that is, its inability to accompany Italy out of a spiral of economic, economic decline, social disintegration and civil barbarism cannot be cured by new elections if even the electoral competition is an expression of this democratic disease, a manifestation of this political virus from, for which Italy does not seem to find any vaccine or cure. This time, however, is different. It is way worse because for decades we have had not such a competent leader appreciated in the world and listened to by all, charismatic and rigorous. Italian politics sent him away, as the slackers do with the new colleague determined to work well, who makes others used to doing nothing look bad. Draghi resigned this morning. He will remain in office until the elections, perhaps with some changes of, of ministers. This crisis has even seen for the first time some ministers not vote confidence in the government they are part of. Something probably never happened in any other democracy. The President of the Republic, Sergio Mattarella, has already set in motion the process for the dissolution of this parliament. Italy should much probably vote on October 2, the earliest possible date. There will be a budget law to be passed, the time frame for which would be very tight, given that the new government would have to enter into full office only in November, and only if the elections give a clear result, which with the current electoral law is probably almost impossible. In 2018, with the same electoral law, it took three months before we had a government, which then lasted only a year or so. The budget law would have to be submitted to the European Union by October 15 and to the Italian Parliament by October 20, and this will be mathematically impossible. This is why voting in the fall was unheard of in the history of this republic. But if, in addition to these two deadlines already failed, the deadline to approve the law by December 31 could not be met, Italy would go into provisional operation for a country that depends on the international markets to refinance its enormous public debt, this is an apocalyptic scenario. A scenario that already as of today sees Italy losing hundreds of millions of euros to do the rising interest rates on that part of the debt that is maturing and to be refinanced in the short term. As of today, not yesterday, but today, Italian government bonds are worth less than those of Greece. 
the markets rightly do not trust the country that has sent away a man that the whole free world envied and advises. We had Joe DiMaggio or Michael Jordan or Tom Brady and we sent him away probably to elect someone who does not even know what a pitcher or a basket or a field goal is. The Milan stock market crashed yesterday and again today and probably tomorrow. In the weeks leading up to the vote, the government from today will only be able to carry out urgent acts, pass decree laws or those implementing measures already approved. And this against the backdrop of energy crisis, inflation, pandemic, war in Ukraine and the European recovery plan to be completed. Major reforms very much needed by this country, such as procurement, competition, tax and justice, remain unimplemented. The recovery plan stalls in the middle of the year between a second installment yet to be collected, 21 billion for the 45 targets met by June 30, and the third installment of 19 billion euros tied to approval by December of another 55 targets, which we will never meet. Europe is, uh, has already spoken out on this catastrophe. The Italian crisis represents for the EU a real black hole that can swallow our country's recovery and that of all allies. We are seen and not wrongly as a time bomb that can and probably will explode under the chairs of all European governments. Of the two men on whom the trusts of so many Italians and of the markets and international allies rested, Italy is now left with only President of the Republic Sergio Mattarella, who may shortly make a speech to all Italians. Italy will be unstable throughout the election campaign, which will be hell. Then, after the elections, things will get worse. Sorry, my friends, this podcast has a tone I never wanted to use and the content I never wanted to communicate to you. The majority of Italian parties and the majority of voters just don't seem to want on to behave like grown-ups. We Italians will all pay for it very much. We have already started. Italy will continue to be a beautiful country. But right now, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is just no sign of it, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. The podcast next Thursday, July 28th, will be the last before the summer break. In August, we will stop. We will resume in September at the beginning of a period that will be tremendous and very hard for all Italians. So once again, I'm so sorry for the tone of this podcast and the content of it. But this is what happens in Italy, unfortunately, and uh, I have the duty of telling you. Well now, please rest and take care. Uh, my name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News, I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.